Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to Unbothered. Josh here. Today, be reacting to Chargers, Raiders. Yesterday, uh, very surprising Thursday night football game. And now the aftermath of that, Brandon Staley officially being fired this morning. I dive into that. Then I make my Week 15 picks. Feeling pretty confident about most of them. I feel like this is the time of year every year. Uh, we kind of see the same things. Teams vying for playoff seeding and kind of how we envision things uh, being seeded. Um, and a little chaos happening to, you know, create a little bit of drama for Week 18. Usually there is some of that, so I have to factor in that. Making my picks, of course, injuries. So no bye weeks. Teams coming off all the rest they can have. I'm looking forward uh, to this week's picks. Feel very confident, really, about all my picks. Um, and after starting off 1-0 yesterday, um, that gives you the confidence as well. And then, talk some college football. Alabama hiring a Michigan football coach, former Michigan football coach, fair or foul, ahead of their Rose Bowl matchup. And then, bowl games officially start tomorrow. Going to be bowl games galore till the end of the year. So let's get started with last night's Thursday night football game. Chargers get absolutely embarrassed, 63-21. to uh, This game was 42-0 to at halftime. It was embarrassing. Richard Sherman said during halftime that he should be fired at halftime. Uh, this morning, it was like, how long is he going to last? And then eventually, Brandon Staley does get fired. And this, to me was years of a making. If you've been listening on my podcast, this has been one of my uh, takes that I've had for so long. And now just it's like, oh, finally, this take has been resolved. I said he should have been fired. And they showed the game last night if you're watching Thursday Night Football. It was the week um, 18 uh, Sunday Night Football game between the Chargers and the... uh, Raiders, you know, rematch, you know, the one we had yesterday, but it was a Sunday night game. It was winner gets into the playoffs, or if they tie, they make it to the playoffs. So uh, Raiders were content going with a tie. Why? Because they were guaranteed a playoff spot. Where the Chargers got a little aggressive uh, with their timeouts. Didn't make much sense. Uh, Brandon Staley and the aggressiveness late clock management, and he cost the Chargers a playoff spot. So that was, to me, the first issue. I said after that, the man should be fired. What did he follow it up with last year? Well, last year, inconsistent team. They do make the playoffs, and they blow a 21-0 first-half lead. Utter embarrassment. And then this year, his defense has just been terrible. So since becoming the head coach of the Chargers, He's allowed the most points in that span. Uh, This is a defensive guy known for his defense. Of course, I said a lot of players could have, or a lot of coaches could have been good defensive coordinators in the time period. He was under Sean McVay with Aaron Donald in his prime, Jalen Ramsey in his prime. Great defensive players. So, yeah, that makes defensive coordinators look good. So, don't know why he got hired. Thought he was overrated, and the past few years have really proved it. I mean, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big, you know, people should get fired advocate because, you know, you factor in their families and things like that. You don't like to see players get fired, you know, players get cut, coaches get fired. I don't like to see any of that. 
but sometimes organizations need to make a change and sometimes it is painfully glaringly obvious that the guy can coach he can't do his job uh and it makes it like more frustrating when there's good talent on the team when you have an elite quarterback in Justin Herbert a top five talent top five quarterback in him when you have great weapons and Eckler and Williams and um Keenan Allen and defensive pieces and Mack and Bosa and Derwin James you've got players it's not like you got nobodies it's like if you had the Carolina Panthers roster or you know a team like that like the Patriots it's I get it because they're really a talent deprived team a team that could have no Pro Bowl players on the team I mean uh, you can't do much but when you have talent and you still can't coach it your schemes are bad. You're a defensive guy that can't fix it. Uh, you got to go. So he officially got fired this morning. General manager also got fired. A um, little more surprised on that one since he, you know, even though he constructed his team, I thought he constructed a good team. I believe going into last year, I had this roster as the number fifth rated roster. Of course, uh, I dropped him this year. I believe I had him around 10. But still a very good team that this guy constructed. So I feel bad for him because he did put together a good team. However, him and the owner just picked the wrong coach and it it did cost him his job. Um, But I think he'll be fine. I think he'll rebound because, again, he is able to put a team together. So Brandon Staley officially gone after, again, losing by 42 last night. 5-9 record on the season. Unimpressive, again, with Justin Herbert, you were 5-8. So... Not good, but this also proved to me outside of, you know, last night's game that Brandon Staley, this should be it. But Justin Herbert is an elite quarterback. The drop-off from Justin Herbert to Easton Stick is crazy. And I know uh, Herbert isn't having as good as the years he had last year or years before, uh, but he's still having a good year. Uh, Still, to me, a great quarterback. So when people are contemplating... Is Herbert the guy? Can he overcome this? It's, you know, he's, you know, his numbers suggest he's just all right. You know, maybe it's a mixture of both him and the coach. And then what do we get last night? Brandon Staley's first game without uh, Justin Herbert. And he's immediately fired afterwards because his team allows 63. Two garbage time touchdowns in the fourth quarter um, after it was 63-7. Easton Stick is bad, and this man doesn't know offense. So, yeah, Justin Herbert, uh, I think I saw a meme today that Justin Herbert should win the MVP for how much he overcame and, uh, you know, just really bringing, dragging this team to the playoffs last year. I mean, Justin Herbert really is that guy. Now I think more people are opening up to the fact that, yeah, Herbert is the guy to me. It's been undeniable. He's been a top five quarterback. Again, I haven't had him at one or two, but I have had him around four or five, you know, usually around the five mark. Of course, I believe the Allens, Mahomes, Burroughs are better uh, and Hurts right now, but he's right there at five. Justin Herbert is a game changer. He's not a game manager. Uh, sorry, Cam Newton. He's a game changer, and he changed this team. Uh, we saw them last night. This team, uh, Chargers now five and nine. Uh, I don't know if they've named an interim head coach yet. I haven't seen one. I would imagine Kellen Moore uh, would get the nod. Of course, um, you would like to see an interim coach get the nod with 
uh, Justin Herbert to see the potential there if he's the guy. But this uh, schedule to finish out now without Justin Herbert, you're probably not winning another game and you're going to get a guaranteed top five pick, which is good for them because they don't need a quarterback. They have Herbert. They don't need a left tackle. They have Rashawn Slater. They have Corey Lindsley if he comes back at center. Uh, they got Keenan Allen at wide receiver. They got defensive pieces. So there's a lot of talent still on this team. So that fourth or fifth pick that they'll get is a luxury. So to me, if you there's an elite receiver there, like Marvin Harrison somehow is surprisingly there at four, you draft Marvin Harrison. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but the Chargers could get a great player out of this because next up is the Bills. Um, and the Bills... Still a desperate team fighting for their playoff lives. Chargers kind of done now. Um, Bills will win that one. Then the Chargers play at Denver. Again, Denver playing for their playoff lives as well. And Denver already embarrassed them a week week and a half ago. Uh, Actually, not even. It was this past Sunday, so not even a week ago. And they play them again in Denver. I like Denver. And then now, uh, earlier in the week, I said maybe the Chargers beat the Chiefs end of the year. That, of course, was with Justin Herbert. Uh, no Herbert, uh, no problem. Uh, Chiefs will win that one as they probably will be vying still for a top seed in the AFC. So Chargers are looking to finish 5-12 and 12 this year. Rough year for Chargers fans, Austin Eckler fantasy owners. Uh, very difficult. I believe we finished with like two points last night. I'm glad I didn't draft him um, or have him starting in this week's fantasy playoffs. But for those who did, I do feel sorry for you. So Chargers... Uh, you know, even though it's tough for them to swallow right now, don't think the future, the outlook is that bad considering the talent that you have on the team um, and, you know, the coaching candidates you can get. Um, if we're looking at early candidates, uh, Jim Harbaugh is a name that's been thrown around. Of course, I'm not endorsing that, being a big Michigan fan. Uh, I think he would be a great fit, um, but again, I will not endorse that. Uh, Bill Belichick, I think, actually would be a good fit here. Why? Because if he finds the right offensive coordinator, and I honestly think he would bring Josh McDaniels. And honestly, uh, this would be crazy. I believe they could win a Super Bowl. Um, I said Bill Belichick would never win a Super Bowl with New England. For the record, I'd never said win another one again. Uh, But Bill Belichick, if he's hungry for a seventh and say, hey, yeah, I want to tie Tom Brady. I can do that. The Chargers is the most popular destination because you got the quarterback, you got the offense, you get your offensive coordinator right. Maybe it's Josh McDaniels and it works. And then you coach the defense where there's good pieces. We'll say, hey, again, I don't think he should draft because he hasn't been that. But there you go, Dan Quinn, uh, defensive coordinator um, for the um, Cowboys. Another great one considering he's been to a Super Bowl with Atlanta, is able to build a culture and great team coach for defense, similar to Bill Belichick, but younger, more of a culture team guy. I could see that, and also Ben Johnson um, for the Lions. Uh, If you want to just dive into offense, I think he would be a great fit with Justin Herbert and the offensive weapons uh, they have. It's an upgrade over Jared Goff uh, in some of the weapons and linemen they have, so a very desirable job for offensive-minded coaches. So, I think there's be a lot of suitors. I think that's the hottest job on the market because of um, Justin Herbert in this team and offense. So uh, it's a desirable destination. Uh, and I'm excited to see who they're going to hire and how this thing plays out for the Chargers. But now let's flip 
sides, and now let's talk about the Raiders. So the Raiders won, again, very convincingly. Um, I'm surprised they took their foot off the gas after the... I'm not surprised, you mean you're up 63-7. But, you know, you think, hey, we could break the record. There's 14 minutes left in this game, and we only need 10 more points left to actually break the record um, for points scored in an NFL game. Um, Didn't do that, laid down, laid the law, played mercy, so I credit them. But now the question is, you know, they're playing with an interim head coach after firing Josh McDaniels. Is you know Antonio Pierce the guy, and I think he's been terrific uh, with the Raiders, uh, considering they're um, six and eight. You know, after they lose to the Lions, they're kind of dead in the water. They're three and five, and since then they've gone, uh, you know, three and three, uh, five hundred. But they have faced a couple of tough teams. They faced the Dolphins. Uh, they faced the Chiefs, an opponent that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey love to play. They did have that weird blip last week against the Vikings where we didn't score a point. And it was like, oh, he's kind of teetering out of his job, but then he pulls this one off. So we'll see. I still think he has a chance to play to be the head coach. Um, It's not going to be tough considering he finishes out against the Chiefs, Colts, and Broncos. So again, it's not going to be easy um, for Antonio Pierce to get the job. But I think if he were to win... Uh, two of these next three games get to an eight and nine, which is respectable. Um, I think there's serious talks of bringing him back um, as the head coach, especially you win the last two. You you know knock the Colts maybe out of the playoffs and knock the Broncos uh, in back to back weeks. Um, that shows your uh, fiery spirit. No quit. That's something I like. You know the Raiders, and we'll see. And again, they've got talent. They've got Devontae Adams. Um, they got a decent offensive line. Uh, key thing is quarterback, finding your guy uh, to throw to these weapons that you have. So very entertaining. Again, Thursday night game, the over-under was set at 34.5. I was thinking the over. Um, didn't think Las Vegas would get there by themselves within the second quarter. I mean, just a bloodbath, 63-21. So I picked Vegas. was confident in my pick yesterday. Uh, brother picked the Chargers. Feel sorry for him and anyone that picked the Chargers out there. And Chargers fans. But again, uh, that's life that happens. Now let's get to the rest of Week 15. Time to make my Week 15 picks. So tomorrow there are three Saturday games on. Looking forward to all of those. Starting off Vikings-Bengals. Why do I like that one? Why is that exciting? Just, just Justin Jefferson versus Jamar Chase. And I know it's not really versus each other, but... Two of the best wide receivers, I think, in the league. Two top five wide receivers uh, on the field. Uh, on the offense, should be spectacular. I'm rolling with the Bengals in this one. I think it's going to be close. Um, but here, the Bengals making a switch at quarterback. Going to Nick Mullins. I know he led the game-winning drive, but hasn't been great in his career. Uh, Justin Jefferson still worried about the status of his health after actually going to the hospital last Sunday. Uh, I believe Alexander Madison is out. They don't really have much of a run game in general. It's going to be a lot on Nick Mullins. And I think that's going to be a tough first start in Cincy. Cincy uh, still playing for their playoff hopes. I know both teams are 7-6. and It's a tough spot for both of them. But Jake Browning, to me, has been pretty good in the absence of Joe Burrow. I've got to give him credit. uh, Getting the ball to his playmakers, then making plays. And I think Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator, hasn't been his best year. I think he can uh, make some stops here 
against a, you know, his first time starting in Nick Mullins and the Bengals uh, get the win. Uh, tough spot, you know, a lot of three-point favorites this week. makes me nervous, uh, but I'm going uh, with the Bengals. Then Steelers-Colts. Uh, two, again, two seven and six teams um, going at it. Uh, still fighting for um, playoff positioning. Uh, both teams, Pittsburgh coming off two really bad losses. It's how do you pick the Steelers after losing to the Cardinals and the Patriots in your place in back-to-back games? Whereas the Colts, Shane Steichen is a great quarterback. Uh, yes, you just got smoked by the Bengals. Uh, you should have lost to the Titans and you you know lost to the Buccaneers. So two teams in a rough spot right now. This is one you know I am uh, worried about because I don't think there's going to be much fireworks with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, for the Steelers, because he just doesn't look good. Watching that Thursday night game last week didn't look good, and I think Shane Steichen can produce some offense. This is a really close one for me. Not a fan of this game or picking it. This is one game that I probably feel the least confident about. I'm picking the Colts. Um, I think they should be able to get the win. Lastly, Saturday night, night, Broncos-Lions. Primetime game. I'm picking the Lions. Four-and-a-half point favorites up to from four to four-and-a-half. Uh, like the sharp money that's on there. Uh, and the fact that they got beat last week by the Bears. Absolutely humbled 28-13, embarrassed. This is a spot for them to bounce back at home in front of their fans. Denver riding high. I believe winning 5 of 6, 6 of 7. They're playing really good. Dan Campbell going against his former, you know, sensei, whatever you want to say it. Uh, the pupil and Dan Campbell. Sean Payton was the guy. So here he is facing his former coach in uh, Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell's in a, or Dan Campbell will put up a great game plan, but I do think Sean Payton has his team playing really, really well. This is a nervous spot for the Lions, but I am confident in picking them and them winning outright in this game. I like the Detroit Lions um, to get back on the track. I get to 10-4 and four and get close to wrapping up this division. Now let's move to Sunday. First game on the slate that I want to talk about, Chicago-Cleveland. This, to me, is another tough decider one. Cleveland, three-point favorites. Um, Joe Flacco's just been absolutely slinging it. Uh, Chicago's, their run defense has been really stingy. Um, And they'll be able to stop the Cleveland run game. Uh, The key here is Cleveland at home. Defense has been great at home. How does Justin Fields do against this defense? Cleveland plays a lot of man. Uh, Chicago's good against that, and Cleveland's defense has been leaky lately. 36 points against the Rams. Last week, 27 to an injured uh, Trevor Lawrence. So this, to me, it's a tough spot for for Cleveland and Chicago, really. Um, I'm going with uh, Chicago in this one with Joe Flacco. I just think he can uh, beat this uh, Chicago Bears secondary. Uh, he's slinging it. He's in Cleveland where, crazily enough, this is one of the stats I brought out on Monday. Third most wins there by a quarterback at that stadium. Very comfortable in there, and I believe they get another win and improve to 9-5 and five, uh, record no one thought they would have after a Nick Chubb injury in Week 2 and uh, their quarterback, uh, Deshaun Watson, being injured a few weeks ago. Next up, Kansas City, New England. Uh, no Isaiah Pacheco for the Kansas City Chiefs. That 
uh, means to be here. I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. I just feel like they have to bounce back after losing two in a row uh, to the Bills and the um, Packers. I know this is not a tough spot. This is a tough spot for them to go to Foxborough. Um, Bill Belichick kind of Lee being ousted, um, it seems like, by everyone, and it doesn't look like he'll be back. Uh, does he try to win this one and keep spoiling you know, Kansas City's hopes of winning the division with Denver still lurking? Um, I think it'll actually be competitive. Uh, I believe the line right now is at Kansas City 8, um, but I do think New England is going to cover oddly enough, but I do like Kansas City to win. Uh, to me, Kansas City is just not the team they used to be. Um, steamrolling people. Next up, Atlanta, Carolina. Give me Atlanta in this one. Pit Carolina last week like a bonehead or two weeks ago, whatever, and they absolutely burned me. Uh, Carolina is not a good team. Easily worst roster in the NFL, worst team in the NFL, worst coach team, worst owner. Everything about them just sucks. So give me the Atlanta Falcons in this one. Arthur Smith and this team still playing for the division. Bijan Robinson, uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. They got a more talented team. They're a more desperate team, considering they will need to win their division to make the playoffs. I like uh, Atlanta to get the win here this weekend. Next up, Tampa and Green Bay. Another tough side here. Green Bay, three and a half point favorites. Uh, Tampa Bay coming off a big win against the Falcons. Uh, I believe they come back down to earth and lose to Green Bay. I think Green Bay, tough loss for them. It's like, you know, a game Tampa Bay should have lost last week and they ended up winning. Green Bay, a game they should have won, ended up losing last week. I believe both tables uh, turn this weekend uh, at home for Green Bay. Jordan Love comfortable there. Uh, We'll see if Christian Watson comes back. I think it's unlikely that he plays with his hamstring injury. Uh, But uh, he did show me some things against the Giants that, You know, Christian Watson is a piece of his offense that is nice to have, but he can still go out and win games without him. So I like Jordan Love in the pack in this game. Houston, Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee in this one. Uh, Give me the Titans. Uh, This line has uh, really flipped. Titans, four-point favorites. Why why are we gaining so much momentum? Is it just because they beat the Dolphins in Monday Night Football? No, I think that helps. But the other big thing is, it looks like uh, C.J. Stroud will be ruled out and Nico Collins, their quarterback, top wide receiver. And after Tank Dell goes down, they're just dealing with injury after injury right now. So it's a Houston's really banged up. Tough spot for them. I'm rolling with the Titans in this one. I do think they get the win. Uh, will Levis and D-Hop on just a great feel for each other right now. I think Titans get the win. New York Jets and Miami. So here's here's a game. I believe if my if Tyreek doesn't play, the Jets could win this one outright. Nine and a half point dogs uh, for the uh, Jets, and I think they cover. Um, I think that's too much. Zach Wilson coming off a career game. Uh, Miami's banged up themselves. Uh, center is out. Offensive line shuffled around. I believe that uh, just speaks volumes to Keenan Williams and his defensive front. Um, this wasn't the healthy Dolphins team a few weeks ago um, when they played and they absolutely smoked New York. I, this is a better New York team. Uh, and then I think things get really interesting. If New York wins this week and gets to 6-8, and eight, uh, Aaron Rodgers will have to be activated and play next week. 
does he do so with the Jets at six and eight in playoff contention with teams like Texas possibly losing and the Colts or the Steelers losing and Denver losing? It's there's a path that opens up for them because they did beat them. So it's like, hey, Aaron Rodgers might have to play and you know, you look at the schedule after this and it's he'll come back against the commanders. That could be a win in New York. The Browns, tough spot, but they could get him and then the Patriots. So three winnable games after this one. If Zach Wilson can win this one, big shout out to him. I think it's close. I think they cover. Tyreek really is the game changer because their offense did not look good without Tyreek Hill last week. Giants in New Orleans. This is a tough one. I think I'm going to roll with the Giants in this one. Uh, I'm picking against New Orleans. Yes, they just beat the Panthers, but again, they're the worst team in the league. Uh, Saints just have been uninspiring to me this whole season. They really have. They've been overhyped, overrated. I picked them to win the division. A lot of people did. Just haven't looked good. Whereas Giants and Brian Dable and Tommy DeVito, 3-1 since then, have actually looked good and like a team resembling a modern-day NFL offense, whereas Dennis Allen... I don't think can coach with New Orleans. Uh, this is a spot I've got to go with the New York Giants on. I like the Giants against the, against the Saints. Then the Commanders against the Rams. Uh, I like the Rams in this one. I think actually five or six and a half of the Rams is not, a le- not enough. I like them to win by 10 plus. I think Sam Howell. Commanders can throw it. Coming off a of bye week is big. But Rams, a game they could have won against the uh, Ravens and could have stolen. Huge game. I think they bounce back in L.A. Uh, and dominate the Commanders here. Matthew Stafford's been playing well. Kyron Williams, revelation at running back. Same with Puka Nakua, wide receiver. Cooper Cup healthy. This offense is clicking. I like, uh, like the Rams at this spot. San Francisco and the Cardinals. So San Francisco has its grasp right now at the one seed. I do think the Cardinals cover this game, and it's not a blowout. However, I think San Francisco is still going to win. Like I said, they're still, uh, you know, very much of a driver's seat for the one seed. Um, don't think they let go of the spot here and lose to the um, Cardinals. Just I just don't see them losing to the Cardinals this weekend. I like the like the Niners on the road. Next up, best game I think of the NFL uh, weekend. That's Dallas and Buffalo. Uh, so the line jumped up today from Buffalo 1.5 to Buffalo 2.5. Like that action, give me Buffalo still at that number. Uh, Buffalo is going to win this game. Dallas 3-3 three and three on the road this year. Uh, uh, weather conditions look like inclement weather. Could be coming in some rain. Uh, that does not bode well for Dallas uh, and for uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, the rainy, cold weather. Uh, does not suit their style, configuring they do play in a stadium with a roof that is closed majority of the time. Uh, again, Buffalo, a desperate team. I believe Josh Allen's going to have another Herculean performance. Be Superman, why? Because he accounts for 78% of this team's total offense. That is a ridiculous number. Uh, and Josh Allen is just a phenomenal, ridiculous athlete. And I like them to beat Dallas. Does this mean I think Dallas is bad? No, but... Buffalo with Josh Allen to me is scarier than Dallas is with Dak Prescott at quarterback. Dallas is a better defense, uh, I think better coach, uh, better coach team, better overall team. But Josh, there is a gap there between Josh Allen and Dak Prescott to me. Um, and Josh Allen will win this game, 80% of him, this weekend. 
Then let's get to Sunday. So Sunday, Baltimore-Jacksonville. I like Baltimore in this one. Trevor Lawrence still hobbled. Baltimore, great defense, I believe, will get after him. And I already seen a Jacksonville primetime game, you know, gave them a little more primetime games this year because of their finish last year. Uh, just saw them a couple weeks ago, Monday night, just vomit over themselves against the uh, Jake Browning and the Bengals at home. So much better team, much better coach team. I shouldn't say much better coach team. Jacksonville is a very well coached team, but I do think uh, John Harbaugh is a step above Doug Peterson and the overall talent on Baltimore is better. And I think they'll get the win, the defensive efficiency, uh, Lamar against Jacksonville as well. I think he's going to have a great day running the football. I like Lamar fantasy option as well. Uh, that's one I like. So there you have my week 15 NFL picks. I'll wait to Monday to make a pick. Uh, but just in case you don't get there, I'm leaning Seattle in that game. No, a lot of people are high back on Philly after losing two games, uh, but I'm leaning, leaning Seattle. Doesn't mean it's official yet, but there's a tilt. Now let's talk about some college football. And in particular, what I want to talk about is the news that, you know, Alabama hired an ex-employee of Michigan. Uh, his name is George Hilo, who served as a linebackers coach in 2020 and 2022 under Jim Harbaugh. They parted ways uh, this season, uh, actually after the 2022 season. So this year he did not coach at all uh, for a team. But Alabama is bringing him in. They don't know what role he's going to be on. Uh, they said he's not going to be on one of their on-field assistants. So he'll just kind of be in the analyst room. So is this fair or foul? I don't like personally, again, being a Michigan fan. I think, you know, there's something that I don't like. I think you shouldn't be able to, you know, hire coaches um, like this. I think there should be a dead period where you can't make transactions two weeks before a college football playoff game. Uh, big implications. Now, if... The head coach is fired and you're bringing him in and it's a meaningless bull. All that it is okay. But a matchup like this, it's, and again, I just, it's just not because it's just Michigan. I feel this way if it was anybody. If, you know, Washington or Texas, Texas brought in an ex Washington guy right now, it just, it would raise some eyebrows. Now, some people are calling this legal cheating. Now, Michigan should do it this way because this is legal cheating. And I don't know how much he'll be able to tell them because uh, schemes do change. I thought Michigan's defense from 2021 to 2022 was different. And I think Jesse Mentor has evolved since 2022 to this year, uh, 2023 with Chris Partridge not there. And Chris Partridge just had a small role in linebackers. Of course, our linebacker core is very strong with Junior Colston, uh, Michael Barrett, and then boys. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what intel he gives them, if any. Obviously, there might be some tendencies. He's watched Michigan. Uh, it's just another added storyline in this Michigan-Alabama matchup. A lot of people already liked Alabama, were on Alabama, so they're keeping strong with that pick, uh, especially after this. To me, it doesn't change much, but it has affected Vegas. That higher alone has moved the line half a point. So Michigan, uh, before the higher, were one-and-a-half-point favorites. Michigan right now is currently sitting at one-point favorites, majority of the money has been on Alabama, uh, kind of reminding me of this Ohio State game 
a few weeks ago. A lot of money, a lot of public was public money and sharp money were on Ohio State. I think 84%, and Michigan got the win. Uh, some of the smart guys like myself said Michigan's going to win. I still feel that way. I believe, believe Michigan's going to win. I think it'd be tough. But there's a strange outpouring of support for an Alabama team. It's like hottest team. Yes, they beat Georgia, but did they not understand that a week before they beat Georgia, their last regular season game is Michigan beat Ohio State. Alabama beat Auburn by three and could have lost it. I mean, uh, I'm just, just saying. I wouldn't say hottest team. So we'll see how much that helps. I don't think it'll help out a lot, but it is interesting over there in Tuscaloosa what they are doing. And then this weekend, tomorrow, officially starts bowl games. There are six, um, I bet, seven bowl games on tomorrow. A lot of great action. Georgia Southern, Ohio. Uh, Just quickly, I'm going with Ohio. Georgia Southern, favorite. I like Ohio in this matchup. Howard, Florida A&M, Celebration Bowl. Give me Florida A&M, 11-1. No, these teams don't match up due to records, but Florida A&M is a better team. Give me Jacksonville State over Louisiana in a basically home game. Give me App State over Miami, Ohio. Uh, New Mexico State, Fresno State. I like Fresno State. New Mexico State, embarrassed by Liberty, upset me there. UCLA, Boise State. Uh, UCLA, you know, there's these rumors of Chip Kelly being fired. Um, Hasn't come to fruition yet. He had a big one against USC and finished up the year strong. I think a strong bowl win could cause him to turn their heads and say, hey, maybe we'll give him one more year. Don't want to, you know, cut ties too early on a good coach. California, Texas Tech, a uh, tough spot here for both teams. I like Texas Tech, though. A lot of football if you're interested in college, NFL, and then there's also a UFC matchup tomorrow. UFC 296 main event, Leon Rocky Edwards versus Colby Covington. Give me Leon against Chaos. Going to be great. A lot of great just events happening this weekend for sports. Looking forward to it. Hope you all have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody.